When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brock in the mornings, PHNX Cardinals Live, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Become a diehard. $59.99. Deals, deals, deals with your bros <laughs> on a Thursday. Bo Brock, how are you this morning, my friend? Bing, bang, boom. Two after the hour. Nice little surprise there from uh, producer Damon Dog. Hilarious says, we're trying to get into our morning zoo uh, routine here for the PHNX Cardinals podcast, Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable. Man, I'm doing great. Got my uh, my cup of Joe here from uh, Circle K, our good friends. Part of the inner circle. Shout out to them. We're going to get a check of the roads here in like 10 minutes. Uh, about uh, 59 degrees here in your Phoenix metropolitan area. What's up? Rise up 21. Good morning, Vietnam. One of the all-time greats, Robin Williams. Yep, that's just what you needed today, Corey the Stew. That's what we needed to get this show on the road. And uh, excited about it because we're going to preview what the rest of the season looks like for our beloved Redbirds. Perfect time, everybody. Like this video again. Shout out to our friends on Twitter who have already become a diehard. $59.99. It's going to hook you up with a free hat and or shirt every single year. You are a diehard. Again, no better time. If you become a diehard live during this program right now, you send us proof on Twitter. Our DMs are wide open. A special shout out. Hell, maybe I'll even sing for you here on a Thursday morning. But let's talk about the man of the hour. It's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, four games left remaining on the schedule, four games in the can. And, you know, I would say his numbers are modest, modest for Kyler Murray, right? He's got averaging just over a touchdown pass per game. Some of them his fault, some of it not. And then he's got, you know, two to three rushing touchdowns. Passing yards are pretty pretty average at best, but still projecting better than what Josh Dobbs did. And I think now, if Pittsburgh is any indication, the best is yet to come despite, I think, the robust opponents that they're going to face in the last month of the season. You really get the sense uh, that Kyler Murray is kind of a sleeping monster right now, don't you? Mm-hmm. Like, he's Godzilla. He's in the ocean right now. He's ready to emerge yeah. and take down a city with his unbelievable skill set, right? Because what we've seen is it is kind of pedestrian, kind of under the radar. I, I yeah. do like, I do like it. And you mentioned it as far as it's like just stats. Uh, they are more impressive than Joshua Dobbs as far as being able to get chunk yardage. And we're starting to see, you know, in, in a little bit, some of it was taken back by egregious, you know, uh, referees and, and officiating, yeah. but like some big splash plays, explosives. But overall, like I, I like what I've seen between the 20s from Kyler Murray outside of the Rams game. Like I thought yeah. he was able to obviously move the football uh, to, to string together and stack some sto- scores, obviously, against Atlanta. 
And then uh, against Houston, you would have liked to see them cash in more often, but I thought they were decent between the 20s. The Rams is the outlier. And then this previous game, like it was a little slow to get started, but once they did, you know, this offense, they strung together, you know, multiple scoring drives and they looked pretty consistent. And, and I think that's what you really want to see the rest of the way for Kyler Murray for the, for the remainder of the four games, right? Yeah. And you, you, want, to, big, you want to see him stay healthy, of course. I think that's the right. biggest key for me. But yeah, I, I think, you know, becoming more consistent in this offense is the biggest, uh, is the biggest key. I mean, like what we're seeing right now, I think is very much like the floor for Kyler Murray, the floor of often ACL, the floor of an average to below average receiving core. I certainly think against Houston in particular, the floor of just not being comfortable with this offense at all. Like I, I would attribute a lot of the inconsistencies on fourth down in the second half to the lack of comfort and just frankly not having the experience that that's necessary. And you saw him start to grow confidence. I thought the most encouraging thing that we saw over the four quarters at Pittsburgh was Kyler Murray got better and better and better as the game went on, like maybe he missed a couple throws here or there in the first quarter, but man, he really started cooking with gas. That's the opposite of what's happened with this team. Historically, it's like fast start. They bottom out at the end of the year. We want to see the opposite effect. Uh, I love to see this Cardinal Charles 71, my last day of high school today. No better, be no better way than to celebrate. Well, congratulations. Thank you for opting to, to celebrate with us congratulations on the final day right. um here on a uh thursday morning talk show morning show <laughs> with your boys dd 59.99 for diehard membership you got it best deal around do it now uh it's through this weekend no better place no better time to sign up become a diehard um we've got some content coming to uh the diehard chat today so okay. we have trevor sykema on the show tomorrow yes trevor was kind enough to do a mock draft the uh of course pff draft expert he did a cardinals two-round mock draft and we're going to release that early for the diehards mm -hmm. uh later in the discord chat Ooh. so look for that the only way you access it though you become a diehard today for this low price of $59.99. And included in that, you get some nice PHNX swag. You can either do a hat or a shirt, but uh, a little extra incentive for you. It's funny, like Kyler's just over like an 80, 81 you know, quarterback rating for the year. And I think a lot of people would say like a lot of meat left on the bone. But then again, if you project out, like let's just say this is Kyler Murray for 17 games, what we just saw for a month, like hot and cold, some, some lows, not even uh, super highs yet. He's still like over like 24, 25 total touchdowns for a season. There are a lot of franchises, a la the Jets, that would kill for that. Mm -hmm. So you just you always have to contextualize it with, yeah, people can get enamored with prospects, quarterback prospects, generational blue chippers. But at the end of the day, it's like, can you go into a season, health permitting, and get us 30 total touchdowns? Because if you can do that and everything else is in place, we're a playoff team, more likely than not. Right. Like I know people get caught up in like 40, 50 touchdown seasons and gaudy yeah. numbers from Patrick Mahomes. Like those are the outliers. Like go look at Mahomes' year this year. It's relatively average per his mm -hmm. standards. Same with like Justin Herbert. So you you just want to put yourself in a position. That's why these guys are so valuable, so coveted. Every year we're going to show up and we're going to have above average at minimum quarterback play over the yeah. course of 17 games. And you just can't put a price on that.
For sure. Uh, Jules Phoenix, love this at work, but you know, I wasn't going to miss the show. Let's go, Johnny and Bo. Love y'all. Love you, Jules Phoenix. Thank you for chiming in on the chat. Uh, I think what really Jonathan Gannon and Drew Petzing, of course, what they facilitate, the infrastructure that they're creating raises the floor for Kyler Murray. Yeah. To where I think that that didn't exist uh, under the previous regime in Cliff Kingsbury, where they needed Kyler Murray to be superhuman to go out there and make, you know, superhero plays where yeah. that, if Kyler Murray, we saw on Sunday, if he can just run within the confines of the offense, that they can move the football and that they can put themselves, one, in a position to sustain drives, keep that yeah. defense fresh, and then, of course, potentially cash in. You, you know, either fall on to, to the consistent leg of Matt Prater for three points, or you're able to utilize, you know, a player like Trey McBride in the red zone twice uh, because of a, of a bad, you know, bad call on replay uh then you cash in finally or james connor and like it, it looks really good that way and i think that that's you know the floor to where you know what you're talking about with some gaudy numbers which i think i want to see like i want to get greedy here in one of the games down the stretch which i want to think has the best chance for that uh chicago you think so still yeah i think he can put i mean i know it's in chicago but i, I don't know i kind of got the sense that and this has never been the identity of this team but Jonathan Gannon being a Cleveland guy, being a, a Midwest guy, and he had a lot of respect for a center stadium there in, in the Steel City in Pittsburgh and liked that kind of grimy, gritty feel to it. And the team kind of took on that identity. Yeah, it was almost point. more ready to play on Sunday. or They were more ready to play than the Steelers. So I think that that kind of fits what they're going to be doing on Christmas Eve uh, two weeks from Sunday. I would love to see that. Let's look at the schedule if we could, Damon Dog. Uh, cause they got four games left and three of which are teams that winning record playoff contenders, San Francisco. I, I don't think he's going to embarrass himself against the San Francisco 49ers. That's at home. The Niners are going to play, you know, a couple physical teams in a row. They've got Seattle this week. They just played Philadelphia. We asked last week, you posed this question. Like, is this a letdown game for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. The Cardinals just took it to them. Well, the Niners are under the microscope of they can put away really the NFC West this week. And then they play Arizona week 15. Like I expect Kyler Murray to have two to three total touchdowns in that game. I expect Kyler Murray to get his. This this Niner defense, I would say, is very opportunistic, but I don't think it's as dominant as it was last year. I think the offense is way better. But I, I mean, we saw with Joshua Dobbs earlier this year, and that was the San Francisco team that was fairly healthy. He went toe-to-toe. Toe -to -toe. That was a one-possession game late in the third quarter. I'm with you, though. I think Chicago is an opportunity. You know, if they keep that game on the afternoon slate, it's isolated, a lot of eyeballs on it. Kyler Murray, the last time he was at Soldier Field, I was on the sideline for that game. Mm -hmm. He was sensational. He was fantastic. He and, he and uh, DeAndre Hopkins in particular put on a show coming off of injury. And, like, the Bears are beating up on, you know, an undermanned Vikings team. We'll see how they do this Sunday. But I expect Kyler Murray and company, James Conner, to be much more efficient. I mean, like, that game's a perfect opportunity for the Bears to say, okay, Justin Fields, he's not he's not Kyler Murray, right? He's certainly not Caleb Williams in this draft. Like, we got to pivot. Cardinals can help themselves in a lot of different ways with that game because I think there's a lot of naive Bear fans out there that still think, well, let's just take Marvin first overall. We've got our quarterback. When in reality, nothing can be further from the truth. And then the last two games, Bo, Philadelphia, to me, you can't tell me everybody in that locker room isn't going to rally around their head coach, isn't going to want that game for JG and company. 
I saw something on Twitter last night, NBC Sports Philadelphia, saying over the last six weeks, Philadelphia has the worst statistical defense in the NFL. Like, I I, I don't expect the Cardinals to win that game, Bo, but yeah. I, I think that it's a game where you don't think Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rouse are going to be out for blood. I do. Yeah, they should. And I don't think they're going to lack motivation. Um, I mean, in, in that Chicago game, by the way, December 2021, that was the last win in December until this past weekend. Seems bad. Yeah, it was. They were they lost five straight games in the month of December. Um, a lot of those were with Trace McSorley, though, to be fair. Trace McSorley, David Blau, Cliff Kingsbury was the head coach. We know how he finishes seasons not strong. Nope. Um, but look, I, I'm not discounting San Francisco's defense. They've ever since the addition of Chase Young, they've been they've been absolutely just suffocating. Okay. Um, and like the, the Cardinals have an advantage to get healthier. Right. And we saw even with Joshua Dobbs, when you're close to full strength, you know, when they were up in Santa Clara and you saw that this offense could move the ball against them. So I'm curious to see how, you know, Jonathan Gannon, Oh, for one in his divisional matchup and, and how the team responded. They lost to McVay and, and Raheem Morris uh, a couple weeks ago. How do they respond with you facing the Niners and then coming back and facing them again, you know, a week from Sunday. So uh, that's going to be a tough one. And the defensive line is going to be the key in that one. Can they respond? Can they, can they, can they get up and play and play above, you know, what we've seen, what the expectations are, even from a ragtag group like that to slow down this rushing attack? Because I imagine it's going to be a heavy dose, but you know, Philadelphia, if, if you can just muster the ability to just play out of your ass and and get play it, you know, get your quarterback to play at superhuman level for 60 minutes, that's the game, right? If you're just going to leave it all out there and then get to the finale the next week against Seattle and let the cards fall where they may. But yeah, Philly would be big because I think you could play, not only would, would you be backing your coach and showing, you know, rallying around him and lifting up, Gannon and Rollis and pe- the rest of the crew that came from Philadelphia, but also kind of play, uh, you know, ruin what Philadelphia is trying to achieve in, in getting that first round by top seed in the NFC. It'd be hilarious if Philadelphia and, and, and Dallas both took L's to the Arizona Cardinals this year. You'd love to see that. Love to see this. Jules Felix in the chat is $59.99 for the diehard membership the rest of the season. It's actually over after Sunday. So it's today through the weekend, and then that's it. It goes back up to $79.99, which is still a great deal, but this is the, this is the best deal we've ever had to become a diehard. This is the time. Um, so if you're able to, to get it done a little earlier, otherwise it does go back up about 20 bones. Um, but thank you, Jewel. We'd love to see you part of the, the diehard community. Always fun chatting it up with our diehards. How about this question, Bo Brock? Andrew Dang is James Conner getting an extension. Well, he's under contract. I would think the better question maybe, Andrew, is, is he on the team next year at the the current cap hit? Yeah, and I've got a video coming out uh, over this weekend without the game about James Conner, and it's like, don't touch his contract. Mm-mm. Like it's not, it seemed like as, as this organization has prepared itself for the 2024 offseason, that it was shedding itself of, of all big money, high press veteran contracts. And it just seemed easy to say, okay, there's James Conner. There's the money that he's owed in 2024. You look at the age, he's going to be 20, he's going to be 29 yeah. in the next season. And his cap hit's going to be about eight and a half million dollars. 
the Arizona Cardinals, as it stands right now, with James Conner on the roster in 2024 and Kyler Murray's extension kicking in, they've got close to 70, or like around $70 million in cap space. And if you, James Conner right now, for next season, has the seventh highest cap hit at the running back position. Not too high, right? And that's not considering Derrick Henry's going to get paid. Saquon Barkley's going to get paid. Uh, Tony Pollard might get paid. Uh, Austin Eckler might get paid. So James Conner could probably creep out of the out of the top 10. And you you see what he does. And I think it transcends the playing field. And I just believe that the as we get deeper and deeper in the season, I think the case has already been made. Don't touch the deal. Let him play it out. That three-year, $21 million deal. Let him play it out. Don't touch anything. Yeah, Andrew Dang, it's a great talking point, though, because you know, you've been around the team, Bo. I've seen it firsthand, the impact that James Conner has on his teammates in the locker room. Like he he is the epitome of what they want, the the yeah. epitome of brand for the betterment, the betterment of community culture in that locker room. And he brings that physical presence that we've always harped on, that this franchise desperately needed. There's a reason in 2021, like this offense was top 10 in large part because James Conner was scoring damn near 20 touchdowns. And I still think, as you saw on Sunday, in the right situation, you can lean on him offensively. Now, I think we're both in agreement. You got to get a supplemental back in the draft, maybe the heir apparent, maybe a complimentary back. But I, there's no reason like, you're not pinching pennies. This is not Steve Kime egregiously spending money on like Jordan Phillips and, and ridiculous Sam yeah. Radford for $20 million. At the end of the day, the it's teenager just, with his parents' credit card. Right? right. The biggest knock on free agency is the fool's gold that comes with paying somebody you don't have a familiarity with. Like they love James Conner. You would rather pay James Conner 8.5 million than a free agent. You, you you're unsure about regardless of the position. And I just, I don't, it's, I'm not always about rah, rah, locker room, whatever, but you can't put a price on the impact that he has. And the, the way that the young players on the roster in particular, like cultivate to him. And I see somebody in the chat saying Kyler's leadership has gotten better. I agree. I, I just think you want to surround young players, impressionable players on your roster with high level guys. And he's, he's as high level as they get. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, on certain Sundays, he can take over and win you games. Like I brought it up 10 times this week. I'm going to continue yeah. to harp on it. He had 1.7 yards per carry at halftime. And he right. finished with over four. He was the player of the game. Like, I think that that shows you the commitment that they have when he's cooking with gas and he's healthy. He can really help you. Like he is a key cog next year in them trying to get to the postseason. Right. I mean, the the guy absolutely what what he's able to accomplish between the lines. He's exactly what the Cardinals are looking for. Him and Trey yeah. McBride on the offensive side of the football. When they talk about being adaptable, they can do it in a diverse different different ways. As far as you know, James Conner between the tackles or p- kicking it outside, making a making a move just to get past the line of scrimmage, catching the football. Dre McBride, as far as catching the ball, you know, underneath, outside, in the middle of the field, high pointing balls, you know, running the tight end screen, James Conner blocking, playing with violence within the rules of the game. Like I'm seeing Trey McBride kind of after he caught the touchdown, kind of push Minka Fitzpatrick. And you're seeing James Conner absolutely wreck 
yeah. Patrick Peterson, which was beautiful. Uh, you've seen him blow up, you know, an oncom- uh, a potential tackler on a Kyler Murray touchdown in Houston. Like those are the type of players. They just are the epitome of JG players. And I don't think that they're going to, they're going to let them go if they've got them under contract. And it, it's a relatively affordable deal right now. I, I know people kind of like look at the sticker price of running backs, but I think it's appropriate at this point for, for James Conner. So uh, I also think like, the the sticker price on running backs looks like with what Christian McCaffrey's doing. I know he's younger. Like, doesn't that look, doesn't that make you feel better? Like these backs, I I still think they have a purpose. Like you see what Detroit has a run first offense. Petsing came from Cleveland bow with, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem hunt. Like there's a place for big time. I still think like eight to $10 million running backs in the NFL. Yeah. Like the Cardinals would love to pay a, a franchise back that money. Now, you don't want it to be your focal point of your offense. You don't want it to be superseding your quarterback play because yeah. that's where like the Tennessees would get in trouble in the postseason. But, you know, I th- this franchise desperately before you can run, you got to walk. It's like you got to string together winning seasons, postseason bursts. And it's like the flash in the pan, time outlier seasons like that's over. And I, I just think a really great way to get some consistency is just let's have a franchise running back to go with Kyler Murray every yeah. year so you can lean on that person. And I think James Conner has the ability, like he is the the type of player, the type of leader that is more in line with Kyler Murray, like very yeah. soft-spoken, but he speaks up. And when he speaks up, people listen because you know it's going to be important and valuable. And he does it obviously – with his his uh, just how he holds himself on the field and off the field in the, in the weight room in the training room on the practice field like I, I think that and they clearly are, are very tight like after the Rams loss it was James Conner sitting next to Kyler Murray in the locker room trying to figure out what the hell went wrong and you know Conner's right there with Kyler Murray despite JC only getting six carries that game so it's yeah. I, I think he's. He, I know it's a bit cliche, but he transcends the playing field with what, what he does. I mean, who were the two best players on the field for the Cardinals outside of Kyler Murray offensively against Pittsburgh? It was Trey McBride and it was yep. James Conner. Like, that's the epitome of what the Cardinals want to do offensively. Like, there's the Miami way where they have an outlier elite speed with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and they can outrun people. And it just seemed like that's what Kingsbury and company wanted to do. They never could fully accomplish that. Whereas, like, the Cardinals are... I think a couple pieces up front on the offensive line away and certainly a revamp receiving core away from bully football. And I think Kyler Murray can be the orchestrator for that because he's accurate. He's got a big time arm and he's mobile. And so I, I we're in a position right now where hopefully, hopefully last Sunday is just the tempy point, the jumping off point for this team to be able to say, we have a new identity. It's what you saw in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jessica saying, do we know Monty is going to realize the bad decisions he made and not to make the same mistakes this off season and draft? Um, you know, I, th- I think this organization has shown the ability to, to learn from its mistakes. Uh, you know, obviously probably, hopefully not going to be put in the same position with the quarterback, Yeah. you know, this, ac- this next off season. Um, but you know, it, I think as far as the draft goes, like I, I thought that, Overall, Monty Austinfort nailed the draft and, and what the assignment was at the time. Now, it's going to be different in, in 2024. Like, now we're going to see what Monty Austinfort looks like when he's equipped with a ton of draft capital. 
and, and how he utilizes it there instead of trying to accumulate it. So it's, you know, and, and that's what we can, you can see guys like Cliff Kingsbury, you see early in his career, he's going, you know, from a three, one team to a five, one team to an eight, one team to an 11, one team, but the league's adjusting to him all along the way. And right. then once they made that, that the proper adjustments, he was done. Yeah. So like you've got to see just different versions of your GM, your coaching staff, your players and see how they adapt and adjust. And and I think Monty Austin for it, like I, I'm not doubting him right now. I don't think he has given us a reason yet to doubt him. Uh, Christopher White, you're speaking to the choir, my friend. We have an angry Connor and McBride with a 6'8 Joe Alt and a 6'6 Paris Johnson Jr. <laughs> coming off the bus. Sign me up. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, we say that like tongue in cheek and it very well could be a possibility. I just am so sick of the NFC West pushing the Cardinals around. Like it's just, I think it's an extension of who the Cardinals have had at head coach since Bruce Arians was here. And just like as much as Sean McVay is an offensive savant, that team is very physical. Right. We know what Shanahan and company bring in. Of course, Pete Carroll, a defensive head coach. Like it's time that the Cardinals turn the tables. And I, I'm looking forward to that. I, I love this right here. Han shot first. Imagine if the Cardinals keep James Conner, draft uh, Braylon Allen. I think he's from, is he from Wisconsin? Yeah. Um, two power backs to share the workload would be hard to stop. I'm of the mindset, Han, that you always want to pair Kyler Murray with a big physical back. So I'm all for that. I think that that fits what they do. You saw Michael Carter. Like get shifty in between the tackles can maybe be your third down back. So I I do think it would make some sense to say let's just double down on what works. Let's get a big physical back in the draft. It makes all the sense in the world. That's exactly what they should do. Mm-hmm. Like you got James Connor on one one more year, and like as much as I mean we just gassed up James Connor for ten to fifteen minutes. But the reality of the, of the football business is you know. After 29 is 30, and after at 30, that I mean, that's that's long in the tooth for running backs, right? I mean, you can look at Raheem Mostert, and, and he's doing incredible things for the Dolphins, but that's the outlier. The rest of the guys like Zeke, like their production falls off a cliff, right? And I think that James Conner, like if you can get one more year, you're already starting that contingency plan, and, and like you're starting to operate, you know, kind of at a, a you know elite college level where you're yeah. just. You're getting ready for the next class. And I think if you get a Braylon Allen, if you get a, uh, we'll talk about Trayvon Henderson and, and uh, of course, Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State. Some, you know, some rumors were surrounding those guys and we'll get into it before we do our mock draft. But like Trey Benson, yeah. uh, the two backs from Michigan, Bucky Irving, like you could get a, a running back, the, the running back of the future and get him up to speed, incorporate him in the offense. And we know James Conner is going to miss time next season. Yeah. It's, it seems inevitable. So you'll have, you know, unlike this season, you'll have somebody that you can fall back on to, to get, you know, acclimated to the NFL level. I, th- I think that's the play. Hold on James Conner, draft a guy potentially with three of your third round picks yeah. and integrate him into the offense and the organization. Anton Estrada, good morning, fellas. Hell yeah, early pod. Nothing like being homesick. Hate to hear that, my guy. Uh, to the best Cardinals uh, coverage duo. We appreciate that. Uh, rest up, get your fluids. Hopefully be back on your feet before this weekend, my guy. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're in a position where like, they've laid the foundation with their meat and potatoes draft from last year. And it's not like they can't double down on that. But I think going back to Jessica's question as it relates to Monty, We've seen Monty have an ability to navigate a draft and equip additional resources and strip a roster down. We haven't seen him like 
fully embrace building a roster back up and what that looks like. I mean, think about some of the headlines this team made over the course of the offseason. It wasn't adding players. It was subtracting players. It was talking about we're going to trade slash now we're outright releasing DeAndre Hopkins. We're trading Isaiah Simmons for pennies on the dollar. We're trading back and we're going to the 2024 draft. We're putting an emphasis on next year. Now it's like, okay, you have some money now. There's clearly, as we broke down on yesterday's podcast, significant free agents that could help your team. And then you've got two first-round picks. Like, I, I'm anxious to see, because I, I, it's not going to be the culmination of their vision, but it's going to be a big step. And we have, we've done this podcast, you and I, for two years in March. And this team, this franchise, has done jack-fucking-shit in the month of March <laughs> in free agency. With respect to Kazir White, who I love, it was a modest two-year deal, this podcast deserves emergency podcast, big ticket podcast oh, as it relates to free agency and free. I mean, did you time. see the D backs last night? They signed a Eduardo Rodriguez. I want that. I want I that. For it's, this that podcast. it's that meme. I see what you have and Lord, I want that for me. I want that <laughs> for me. It's, it's like Johnny it's and prom looking on the outside, looking in like, Oh, look at everybody having fun. I like, want to go. I see some people on Twitter and people can think what they want saying, well, they're just, they're not going to spend money. Number one, you have no way of knowing that. Who's saying Number, that? There, there's people on Twitter saying they're not going to spend money. That Bidwell is cheap. Let me outline something for you. Like Steve Kimes spent all the monies while he was here. <laughs> he just didn't spend it well. It's like it's not like Michael Bidwell is hoarding the salary cap. Right. Like they're going to spend money. They'll have seventy million dollars. They're going to go out and sign one to three like notable free agents. Now it might not be the top of the list, the free agency list. You think they're just going to sit on their money? First of all, Bo, as you point out all the time, who the hell do they have to extend of their own? Right. It's not like they're going to like Zach Allen, Byron Murphy, Christian Kirk of the years prior. Outside of Hollywood Brown, who we feel a very specific way about not breaking the bank here, they don't have anybody that's super pressing. Like, of course, we want Greg Dorch back. I think he's got a robust market for himself and what he does. But like I'm talking about big time Pro Bowl starters. They don't they don't have any. They don't have anybody that's going to test the market that they would then have to pay. So yeah. I, what that's, idiot, that's an idiotic take. That's an idiotic take yeah. to, to say that they're not going to spend their cap money. Like you, you think that he's going to, he's going to spend their cap money. Yes. Literally all teams. Wait, Michael Bidwill is within the confines of the cap. Like it's, it's outside the cap that you should like, you can, you can make the case that, you know, he's a little working too frugal. That. Right. And and that showed up in the NFL PA report card. And, yeah. you know, I think that, you know, Jonathan Gannon and Monty Osterfort, and they was already in the works before that, uh, that, that they're trying to make changes and, and changes for the better. But to say that he doesn't spend, I'm, they're, they're all, they were always up against the cap, even to a, to a fault, they were up against the cap and, and it was reckless spending. And you hope that with the draft and develop, formula which is ultimately what the roster is going to be made of you know three four years down the road it's not going to be comprised of oh each offseason the cardinals have to find their roster and impact makers to free agency like it's that's a, like they signed mike Ayu, they there's signed mike Ayupati. they signed yeah. uh, jared valdeer on the first day of free agency they've extended chandler jones patrick peterson they've given out stupid contracts yes recently because they had no direction but yeah like Monty Austin Ford, just like he'll have a draft big board, they will have a free agency big board and they will pivot. They will navigate that. But my God, like you think they want to endure another double digit loss season. They look around, look at the NFC standings right now. If you've got, you know, access to, to the conference, 
How many winning teams, teams with winning records in the conference are there? There's a couple teams around 500, right. and then there are about four contenders in the NFC. You're telling me the Cardinals in a, in a conference that's going to sport an NFC South champion that could be under 500, and the garbage that comes out of some of these other divisions, they're not going to try to contend? I know for a fact definitively, and that, like this isn't breaking news. I would hope my franchise would do this. The Cardinals are shooting to make the playoffs next year. The expectation, and I'm sure this will be echoed by Gannon and Austin Ford throughout the course of the offseason, is we aspire to be a playoff team in 2024. Yeah. Of course you should. You have a $52 million quarterback. You're, fi- you're playing 500 with an XFL expansion roster right now. They're going to spend money and have 12 draft picks. They're going to try to make the playoffs next year. People are saying, no, they're not going to spend money. Well, that, that's out there. People are saying that. So I'm. they, they may not sign the free agents that – you and I want, or that the fan base wants, mm-hmm. but like was Yelda Froholt on our radar last year? Probably not. I did not anticipate they would resign Will Hernandez. Now we did call the Kazir White signing, but man, it's just this team. We talk about it every week. I would rather be in the Cardinals position wholeheartedly than whatever's going on, obviously with the Jets, maybe now with the Jaguars, certainly any, any team in the NFC South, there, there are teams that have a better record statistically than the Cardinals right now that are doing this, that are going down fast, that yeah. are going to have minimal options this offseason. Like, it's cliche to say that the Cardinals are doing this. They're going to be every every media darling's, you know, trendy pick next year for a reason. Yeah. They've, they've laid yeah. the foundation. They've eaten the shit sandwich. Six of the top 10 teams in the NFL draft right now are NFC teams. If that's any indication, you know, it's it's Carolina, obviously Patriots at two. They're an AFC team, the Cardinals, the Commanders, the Bears, the Giants, the Saints. And then you get outside of the top 10 and, and right, you know, on the outside looking in or a few more. And I mean, the NFC South is an egregious, egregious division. And it's, it's not terrible. it's not getting fixed overnight. Like, no, there's, there's no quick fix for that division. And as far as the division that the Cardinals reside in, I mean, outside of what San Francisco is doing. You know, there's 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 an ability to to get right back into it, into the well, conversation. I'm glad you bring that up real quick, because um, then we're going to do some reads and talk about the draft. But the, have you looked at Seattle's schedule by chance? So they're 500 right now. They're going south fast. They play the Niners, the Eagles the next two weeks. Then they get the Titans and the Steelers. I've, at best, they're 8-8 eight and eight coming into Arizona. You have an opportunity in that last game, like they did to you two years ago, to knock them out of the playoffs. I think that mm-hmm. would be a great crescendo cherry on top for Gannon and company. Yeah, if you don't wear it out on the previous week against Philly, trying to get JG that getting JFG the uh, the big old dub in his old stomping ground. Yeah, in front of those uh, savages in Philly. Yeah, our stomping ground, of course, for, for all big home Dom. games. <laughs> Ela River Resorts and Casinos, Wild Horse Pass, come out. Check us out a week from Sunday, the watch party as the Arizona Cardinals take on the San Francisco 49ers. In the meantime, Gila River Resorts and Casinos, no better place than to dabble on, I don't know, about 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, live table games, and more. Not to mention Arizona's largest casino sportsbook. They got dining that ranges from upscale to approachable. And hey, in Arizona, it's always pool season. Grab a cocktail. Enjoy the awesome atmosphere check out honey and vines and more head to healer river resorts and casinos let them show you what next level is all about trust me when i say this i've been to damn near every casino vegas has to offer 
Gila River Resorts and Casinos, specifically Wild Horse Pass, is next level. Play at Gila.com for more details. We're always talking this time of year about, you know, how do you check off the boxes on your holiday gift list? And one of those ways is through our friends over at OG's Brands, right? It's the perfect, perfect stocking stuffer it's the perfect white elephant gift go give the gift that keeps on giving from our friends the gummies over at og's brands they've got a great gummy that begins with a burst of flavor og's it's unbelievable what they're doing they've got an incredible story they've been flavoring life since 2018 and they're pretty damn good about it and we're so pumped to continue our partnership with our friends over at og's right now learn more about their full product line of their delicious gummies at ogsbrands.com follow them on your socials as well get the classics like the fruits the creams get their mouth-watering pegs raspberry orange the rso there's something for everybody with our friends over at ogs brands go to ogsbrands.com to learn more uh good questions in the chat um any word on michael wilson and potentially coming back Bo? now he's been held out of practice do you think he returns to practice next week ahead of san francisco uh, you know, Gannon, when he was asked about the bye week and what he anticipates, you know, beyond the bye week, he wouldn't look too much further than San Francisco, but he mentioned getting healthier. And I think Michael Wilson falls obviously under that category. He had somewhat of a, an aggravation of his, his shoulder injury, but it, JG said it was also kind of a, a new injury to his shoulder. So they haven't IR'd him. So I think that, you know, he's, he's missed, he missed three games in a row. Uh, and you, they could have very well put him on injured reserve, but they didn't. Yeah. So I think he's been somewhat close, uh, and I would imagine he'll be back by San Francisco. Otherwise, they would have put him on the injured reserve. I like this take from Christopher. We basically wear in Ohio State's unis. This needs to be like Michigan. We beat the Rams every year. I think the Cardinals should just take an Ohio State player in the first round every year. How about that? <laughs> they certainly can do it two years in a row, Bo. Yeah, you hope so, right? I saw somebody reporting, I guess there's multiple reports in the silly season right now, Transport Portal, you've got rumors as far as who's going and who's not, uh, but that Ohio State has enough NIL money and they're offering two of their biggest players on offense in, in uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Trayvon Henderson, their running back uh, deals, NIL deals that are comparable to a first-year salary of an NFL draft pick, which would be like six, seven million bucks, um, but you know, could be good for a guy like a running back like Henderson. It's probably not going to be a first-rounder, but Marvin Harrison Jr. What else can you accomplish right at, at the college level? For, you emphasis on first-year salary. Uh, if yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. is drafted third overall, he's getting a guaranteed salary, not for just the first year. Um, and then teams are going to pay him subsequently. You, you think if Ohio, if Marvin Harrison Jr. gets hurt at Ohio State next year, you think they're going to give him more guaranteed money the next year? Of course not. Right. It's a one-year deal. Now, to your point, maybe that's good for a running back, although I disagree. You, when you can go pro, you go pro. When you can make your money, you're guaranteed right. big boy money because not only can you get your guaranteed contract in the NFL, you can get endorsements. You're telling me Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to have immediate endorsements at the NFL level. The NIL deal at the college level, that is your endorsement money. Right. That's it. So you're missing out on tons of different avenues for revenue if you're Marvin Harrison Jr. This would be an egregious decision. Like I, I'm his parent, his dad obviously played big time NFL football is in the Hall of Fame. Like they're not going to let him stay like well, right. there's no benefit. To He's not him. motivated by money. No, first off, he wants to get to the next level and prove himself at the next level. And then, yeah. 
you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., if he goes second, third in the draft, it, just like the quarterbacks, it's like you're starting the clock on your big money extension. You're becoming the highest paid wide receiver in, in the NFL. And that's that's what would be, you know, an aspiration for Marvin Harrison Jr. Why would you delay that? I, and they don't even have a quarterback on that roster anymore. Kyle McCord, who wasn't great, uh, is transferring out of Ohio State. The the point of the NFL, obviously, is to compete at the highest level. But as Brian points out, you want to get to that second contract, right? Yeah. Why yep. are people scoffing at the idea of Bo Nix, like myself, like Bo, of being a, like a high first-round quarterback? He's going to be like 25 years old. So yep. by the time he hits his second, he's going to be 30 years old by the time he hits his second deal. You're telling me Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to waste another year, prime years, so by the time he hits his second contract in the NFL, he's older and could, could be compromised financially? Plus, they're doing the evaluation at this point of the season. Like guys that are interested in the NFL – can submit their name to the NFL and basically say, like, project project me. Am I a first-round pick? Yeah. Am I a second-round pick? I get it if a guy is passionate about college sports and he's a fringe first-rounder and he wants to come back and help his team and then help himself. Do, do what you got to do. If you're a fucking top-five pick or a top-15 pick and you get a first-round grade, you are leaving for the NFL because that, that money does not come back. If something were to happen to you, God forbid – like go ask Marcus Lattimore. These 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 prospects that get teared up at the NFL at the collegiate level, mm-hmm. ridiculous injuries and sometimes meaningless bowl games. Like your your NFL, your future is compromised. They just mm-hmm. can't. You got to get three years in the NFL to get your pension. Yeah, I I love college for how romantic the fans are. Absolutely, but it's also just like come on. We were talking we about here? Marvin Harrison Jr. last year being the the best player in last year. Yeah, remember at doing? the pro day. He was the one, doing? even though he wasn't even eligible, people were like, my God, look at it. He's, he's helping catching passes from Ohio State, you know, quarterbacks and, and participating in the pro day. And people are like sneaking looks at him. He probably would have been a Cardinal, the third overall pick last year. Like that, yeah. think about how crazy that is. And we're talking about it next year as the yeah. third overall pick. Uh, anything else on the Twitter streets this morning that, that caught your eyeball, Brock? No, I mean, I did want to like going into the bye week. I, I know we, we, we brought this up. And if you look at the Arizona Cardinals as they sit third in the NFL draft, the teams that are competing with the Arizona Cardinals, we brought this up earlier this week, but the remaining schedule and outside of Washington, this is what's going on this week. So commanders are off their next games against the Rams. That's probably a loss. Uh, but then you've got a big game for the Bears this weekend. Yeah, they're taking on the Lions, who they played tough, but you got to imagine that the the Detroit comes away with that. Jets are going to lose to the Texans, aren't they? Uh, Zach Wilson, the return of Zach Wilson. I, Giants. I think what? that game's a little interesting. No Tank Dell. They're off a big emotional game. I think that game's going to be closer than we think. I just don't think the Jets can score points enough points That's to, fair. to win a win a game. I mean, it's it, it's tough. Like CJ Stroud's going to be pushed games? to limits as far as trying to find open receivers against one of the best secondaries in the league, but they still probably find a way. Uh, Giants versus Packers. Packers seem to be hot right now. Seems like a, a easy dub for Green Bay. And then the Titans, they're taking on the Dolphins. I, you know Vrabel is going to scratch and claw another win or two this year. Like Not against if, the Dolphins. No, but I just mean Jags. I, I think, and I also think like Tennessee, if they can talk themselves into – Will Levitt's over the next couple of weeks, they're going to do that. The The issue that I see with, with that schedule, and we've talked about, I the Giants are done. The Giants are not winning another game. 
I will be shocked that we eat all the crow when we come back on Monday or a future Monday if the Giants win another game this year. Is that like the Monday night game? Is is the Dolphins the Monday night game? I, I have no uh, idea. I know to, what's I know what's tonight. A little a little Patriots Steelers action. <laughs> That's what can we what barf. can we do What can we do to get the Patriots a win tonight? How what what would it need to look like? Do we want that? I think so. Just to kind of muddy it up a little bit, right? I mean, it's Mitchell Trubisky. If you need me to point to a reason how the Patriots can win a football game, I'll just point to the quarterback who's uh, taking snaps for the Steelers. Maybe we don't want that because follow me here. Pittsburgh staying in the wild card race, pushing like Houston out of the wild card race, but Houston might just win their division at this point with what's. I already said I don't want that. I already said I want. I I I think that like I don't want to have to to wear out the offseason talking about quarterbacks. I just I'd like the Cardinals to get out of that. that That's fair. Yeah, Patriots have scored what. Like six points. They, they gave up 26 points, I think, over the last three, four three. games and lost. They lost all of them. At this point, you should just lean into it if you're the Patriots and try to get – they're going to fire Bill. They're going to take Drake May or Caleb, probably Drake May, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be available at number three. That's probably You're probably right. We don't want a team that would consider Marvin Harrison Jr. second overall, and then we don't want the Cardinals potentially to be in a position where they have to – sniff around a Drake made second overall. I think Cardinals are winning another game. Don't you? Don't you think Cardinals are winning at least one more game? I think one more game. And then if you want to get gritty, you can say, can they win a second? Can they pull off an upset over the the three teams that are, you know, above 500 or 500 on their schedule, yeah. right? Uh, Chicago seems to be that game where I think you'll be, you'd come away disappointed, kind of ruins your Christmas Eve dinner with friends and family. if The Cardinals take the L that day. Yeah. Just because... I mean, last time we saw the Bears, they got four picks against Joshua Dobbs, didn't score a touchdown, and won. snuck out a win. I saw some faux stat on Justin Fields saying since his return to injury, something dumb about his passer rating, like top three in the NFL. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Can we not, can we not do that? I think Justin Fields, like... He's throwing every ball behind the line of scrimmage. Every single ball. Like, I, like The only ball that he threw downfield was the one to DJ Moore, and that was... Horrible defense from Brian Flores' secondary for the Vikings. I like Justin Fields. I feel like here, here it is. Justin Fields, the last five games, 68% completion, nine touchdowns, two picks. And they're like comparing it to Jordan Love, saying he's just as good as Jordan Love. It's like, what are we doing, Chicago? What? Can, can we not? Can we Do stop? We watch this? the games. Are we watching the games? What was the, how many games is that? I think he, uh, five games. What's their record? What's Justin uh, Fields' one record? In, oh, two and three. Isn't Justin Fields like eight and 30 in his career? Yeah. Hang on. I mean, this is bad podcasting, but Justin. No, Fields I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it like he's eight and 27. Justin Fields is eight and 27. He's played 35 games and he's lost 27 of them. And they, they got to 26 points, but. During that stretch, the offense has scored 13, 17, 16, uh, and 12. They haven't reached 20 points. It's like, oh, cool numbers, dude. Like, it's not, you're not scoring. Cool, bro. <laughs> Looking good, bro. It's like I'm doing my best Mark Wahlberg. Um, two things can be true. I, I like Justin Fields coming out, and I think he'd be much more competent with a different organization, but he's also been bad. Like, I think the Bears have ruined him to some extent, but then the Bears are dysfunctional anyway with quarterbacks. And he, 
He I like that from Brian. I mean, I think Seattle is is a wild card. Like to, to what Johnny said earlier in the show. I mean, they could be playing for nothing come the regular season finale, or they could or, be playing for a playoff berth. Yeah, and they come in tight. And Jonathan Gannon has a good game game plan, and and they ruin wreck their dreams. I'm I'll sign I, up for that. Gino, like with a playoff berth on the line, and then you just beat the shit out of him. Like we we <laughs> deserve a game like that, a meaningful game where it's like cut in the red zone, Cardinals. Yeah. Kyler Murray's out dueling Geno Smith. You know, Seattle's got issues. We want them to go the into final the final game for Russ in Seattle, but the opposite. Remember? Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Back in 2021, I know Brian corrected me, but the Cardinals win that game. They, they win the NFC West. Yeah. Like I was at that game. The Rams had lost to the 49ers. The NFC West was there for the Cardinals, and the Seahawks beat them in, in, in a meaningless game. And, and Geno had a big game, and they, they couldn't stop the run game. You want Seattle to be thinking into the offseason, do we have the right guy? Are we are we sure this is what we should be doing? Where the Cardinals are like, we're convinced Kyler's the guy. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're going to do a mock draft here. But first, I want to tell everybody about our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, I am going to go, should I go Patriots money line just for fun? Probably not. Let's do, let's do Steelers money line parlayed with a little George Pickens anytime touchdown. I thought George Pickens was robbed last week uh, from the Cardinals quality secondary, but Mitch Trubisky may be a, a pure better thrower of the football than Kenny Pickett. Regardless, you want to do uh, an anytime touchdown, here. do with our friends at DraftKings, promo code PHNX. Again, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets with just $5 wagered. Again, deposit a five spot, put it on anything you want, specifically the NFL. Why wouldn't you bet on the NFL? We only have like a couple more weeks of regular season football. Mm. However, you lose your bet, doesn't matter, $150 in bonus bets instantly into your into your account if you were to lose. I think if you win, too. I think it just it doesn't matter if you win or lose. You get the monies. You'd love to hear that. You'd love to hear that the crown is yours with our friends at DraftKings. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. Uh, please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for those in need. Problems gambling, 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. You got to be 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling uh, result resources. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more information. Now, those bonus bets, folks, they do expire after 168 hours. You have to, it's it's not like your 40-year-old version. You lose it, you lose it if you don't use it. Got it. Got it. Uh, we're always helping people out on this show. I already gave you some gift ideas as far as some OG's gummies. How about some Arizona lottery scratchers, some holiday Ooh. scratchers? You can get them for just a dollar, a buck, and you are making people's holidays even better. They're scratching them off. They're winning prizes, prizes up to 500,000 bucks. And it's easy. You can get them for, you know, your coworkers, your, uh, you can get them for family and friends, do it for your white elephant gift. Just get a stack of scratchers and somebody, I mean, they've got their even evening planned out. You're watching a crummy game like the Steelers or the page against the Patriots. Why not scratch off and make some money while you're watching that along with our friends over at DraftKings, but Arizona lottery. We love it. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Make sure you're following Arizona lottery on social as well at az lottery they're always doing great things as far as releasing things like 
holiday scratchers and, and different themes and, and events going on with our friends over at the Arizona Lottery. Love them. Brian, our guy in the $2 Super Chat, we don't want a Josh McCown TD. Please stop. Ha, ha, ha. I, are we talking about when Josh McCown threw a touchdown to knock the Cardinals out of a draft pick? Is that what we're talking about? Then they get him, Larry Fitzgerald. I don't. I think they were going to take Larry Fitzgerald, Brian. I think um, the late great, uh, what's his name? Denny Green. Denny Green. They were going to take Larry anyway, because I don't think Eli Manning was coming here. Certainly, I don't think he was. If he wasn't going to the Chargers, and uh, they weren't in on Philip Rivers, I think they they would have made Larry Fitzgerald the first overall pick, which would have fucking ruled in its own right. Like that. That's a very <laughs> metal thing to do. But I still watch that game. I pull that up. Uh, the Cardinals beating the Vikings to knock them out of the playoffs. I pull that up on YouTube and watch it with my son because Paul Allen's call is just fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It's one of the he, all-time great calls. He just is a high wire act every time he's doing a call for the like the you get the Minneapolis miracle. He's one of the best play-by-play guys. <laughs> he's he unbelievable. He's so yeah. invested. Uh, we're invested in a three-round mock draft via the PFF mock draft simulator. Bo, let's just. I want to get a little crazy with this mock draft. Okay. Can we do that? Can we get a little dirty? Nuts. Let's get nuts. Let's get fucking nuts, as Batman <laughs> says, as my favorite, the best Batman, Michael Keaton. We're going to share screens here. Uh, don't look at my browser history, as I always say. Uh, here we go. Here's the mock draft simulator for your boy, Bo Brock. Big thumbs up when you can see my screen, my friend. How about two thumbs up? All right. Love to see that. Love to see the Arizona Cardinals right now <laughs> with a boatload of picks. We're going to enter this bad boy. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna start this draft now. Before we do, do we want to entertain any trades? I mean, there's the threat, especially at the top, with who knows what Washington's gonna do. They're always a wild card. So I don't know if if we're gonna make if we're gonna wheel and deal. I think we wait until later in the draft. Marvin Harrison Jr. went too. Perfect. Well, now Perfect. you now you do wheel and deal. These sons of bitches, how dare they? I this works out well for this. Who's throwing them the ball? I, Dirt Muskert, I guess. Marvin Storm to himself from Zappy Doo. Here's here's what we'll do. This is good. This is a good exercise. So we're going to do a trade. And obviously, we're not going to trade with fraudulent Chicago. How about the Giants? How about the New York Giants? The Giants desperately need a quarterback. Um, seven for three. And then 39. Mm-hmm. 48. Fuck me. 71. That's probably a little too rich. How about that? So you're going down four spots. You don't want a future first? For you think we can do that with? Eh. Would you rather have a future first or forty? See, they're not doing a future first. I think this is good enough. Okay, you're getting two twos plus a a fourth, an early fourth. I'd love. To, I I want to see the war room video of Monty on the phone again. That's that's why I want this to go down. I think there's a good chance one of the tackles will still be available. Okay. So you're assuming that Drake May goes here. I don't think you, you just like at, at this point. I mean, I think that you can. The the tackles are really good. It's a rock solid tackle draft. Yeah. But it's not the it's not the Marvin Harrison equivalent of tackles. So. Even if you go down the draft board, I, mean, I think this, you get a. This is, this is unbelievable, right? Yeah. There. Well, let's All see right. if they pull. Send it in. They accepted it. All right. So suckers. <laughs> uh, so Drake May. So now we're in a position. Look at that. Hit the jackpot. Oh, up, hi Joel. Hi Malik neighbors. <laughs> so Drake May goes third. Uh, Fashionu goes fourth. Uh, the Bears go edge rusher, which I don't hate. That the Jets reach at wide receiver, in my opinion, egregious. Um, I like a Dunsey, not over Joe Alt. 
Um, Bo, Bo Brock's boy, Brock Bowers, too many Bs is, is available. Um, so I think the decision's easy in my Bo opinion. Brock, Bo. Brock Bowers <laughs> beats Battlescar Galactic. Here we go. <laughs> we need what a draft we got? that says that. I think it's, it's it's an easy choice. Isn't yeah, it? it is, right? You okay. take Joe Alt. He fell right into your lap. And you, you, you move down. You got an absolute haul. Um, now, I mean, there are a couple intriguing tackles already still on the board. But then you can look. Oh, look who fell into your lap from Florida State. Mm. Mr. Keon Coleman down are the you pit. Also, people said that he's got some concussion issues. Is this concerning? No. Okay. You feeling all right about him? 6'4", 215. You into that? One hand and grabs with ease. All right. Are we pulling the trigger? I mean, the only other guy is is the other wide receiver from Ohio State, but I want the guy who, who was the man. I mean, you you want somebody. Yeah. I mean, Keon Coleman playing X and, and, and then Michael Wilson playing Z, and then you got Rondell or Greg, or Greg Dorch, somebody in the slot. Man, does that does that look good? And Trey we're McBride? Just, we're just – look what he did to LSU. Look, we're just assuming that, you know, he's – He's missed some time this year. He's, I mean, the yards, the yardage is not as robust as you'd like, but I think a byproduct of that is the shit quarterback play. They're down to the third stringer. DJ DK Metcalf once upon a time had like 500 yards his last year in college football. I'm with you. Keon Coleman's the pick. You're doubling down with offense with Kyler Murray. And now look at this. So this is just a gross, gross display of draft picks. So the Cardinals <laughs> are picking 35, 39 and 48. And I, uh, again, We've got to let the board dictate it, but I think defense is the name of the game. How about uh, Kalen King, who's who's been projected as high as a first round pick at cornerback, uh, falling right in your lap, five eleven, just under six feet, played in the Big Ten. I think that he's he's a guy that you could put opposite a Keytrail Clark, and and you, your defensive secondary already looks a lot better. Yeah, I think based on the value alone, that's the pick. Um, cornerback feels like this is a sweet spot for corners at the end of the first round into the second round. Now, the Cardinals are immediately on the clock again. Do you force an edge rusher? Do you I, listen? I don't think you're forcing anything like Braswell from from Alabama. And that's not it's not going to be the last time you hear his name here on this podcast, but very impressive. Um you know, Am he, I allowed to consider Xavier worthy here? Or are you going to slap me? No. I'm, well, yes, yes, uh, I am going to slap you. I would I much rather. Con- I would much rather double down on on corner than go back to wide receiver. You think so? I this kid, this kid's special, man. I'm a big fan of his. If you watched him, you're going to see him in the college football playoff. He's lightning fast. He's not even 21 years old yet. This is this this would be Johnny's splurge pick. Plus, I think you can get an edge rusher at at 48. Like. In my opinion, and just follow me here, this is why you trade down. So, yes, you want to fill all the needs, but also you want to put yourself in a position to get what I think is a first-round caliber player. But I will I will defer to you. What would you like to do here? I don't want to take a wide receiver here. Okay. You're going to go corner, even though they're going to sign. No, no, no. I think you go edge. I think you take Braswell out of Alabama. Okay. Over the kid from Utah? Yeah. All right. 13 sacks this year. Uh, you talk about productive. It'd be very good? poetic. The Cardinals going back-to-back edge rushers in the second round from the SEC. Uh, I like it. I'm into it. I'm also into this. Pick 48 available. Uh, let's see here. I think this is where you could l- maybe potentially look at interior offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not liking a lot of these options thus far. Scrolling down here. Uh, this jumps out to me immediately. Yeah. Um, I think this is the play. Chris Jenkins out of Michigan, just a beast. And we talked about it yesterday, what what you need as far as some beef inside. 
this is this is the guy right here. I, to me, it it feels like I think he's going to be devalued this offseason because he, the the sack numbers are not robust as as much as you would like to see from the position. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like he has an incredibly high floor. Yeah, I think he's going to be somebody that plays in the NFL for ten to twelve years and is always going to be stout against the run. And then you can see here. He's got the ability to to get some hurries. He's got 13 hurries. Now, mm-hmm. he's never going to be like maybe Dante Stills is the guy that gets you six or seven sacks at the position, but the Cardinals don't have enough high floor guys on the defensive line and I feel like with an extra two or three second round picks, you you have an opportunity to really help yourself there. With Braswell and Jenkins, I mean, you just really really strengthened up your front seven with those yeah. two picks. Absolutely. Uh, we're at pick 67 now, and then right around the corner, 72. Cardinals with their own pick at 67, Bo. Are you doubling down on the defensive line? Or you want to look at cornerback from Ohio State? Might as well draft. Uh, I mean, Wingo's, Wingo's definitely intriguing. Burke, uh, you know, obviously played at a high level in the Big Ten. Um, you got Sweat down there, interior defensive lineman for, for Texas. Uh, we ended up going with Joe Alt, so we don't need anything as far as tackle. As you mentioned, interior offensive line, but just, still, the value's nobody, not there right now. Yeah, I mean, Haynes is the is the top guy as far as guards go. How many more right picks here. do we – yeah. Yeah, got, I mean, I think that's something How many? Three picks. One about every 10 picks, 67, 72, and 82. Um, I, I, I think – if the value's on defense here, you continue with the defense, whether it's a defensive lineman or a corner. Yeah, that's... I think you're still shorthanded as, as far as the defensive line, so that's yeah. probably the play. Wingo, to me, uh, he's missed some time this year, but he's got big-time, big-time potential. I mean, he's 6'1", 300 pounds, but again, he's been hurt a little bit. LSU's defense has been a little hit or miss. Every time I watch Texas... We got back to back. We've got sweat all over the. People love sweat from Texas. He he, look at these hurries: twenty three, three sacks or two sacks. But these grades, uh, he's thrown around people, albeit from the Big Twelve. I, 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 you could roll the dice and say, is he going to be available? Pick seventy two. I think between the five spots, you don't risk it. You take him. All right. So we're pick seventy two now. We've mocked Jeremiah Trotter Jr. to the Cardinals before, Mm -hmm. and I think. This is this is the first chance. If you've got a surplus of picks late on day three, I have no problem with them taking the best inside linebacker or one of the best. Yeah. But I also think like this is a sweet spot for running back and interior offensive line. The drop off at corner has happened a little bit. What are you thinking here? Keep going down the the list there, if you don't mind. Uh, we're still looking for. Uh, I think Haynes out of UConn, and then maybe make a play to running back after this. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I, 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 I think your your ability and Haynes is he's devalued because of his position, but the, the production is there. I mean, he's an exceptional interior offensive. This is the lineup. third round. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem going guard in the third round. I almost think right now because of the the embarrassment of riches that we've gotten, let's go best available interior offensive lineman, and then let's let's splurge. Let's let's treat ourselves. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> to a running back. Let's just, we're going to let the chat pick here. So okay. again, with a caveat that they like big backs and they cannot lie, which, which running back should we opt for in the chat? Bo, I can't see the screen. So you're going to have to keep me honest here. 
Uh, let's see. So, um, Ben Cork's asking about Braylon Allen. I believe he's gone, right? Do you have the full running no, back? He's screen? available. He's just not okay, Braylon Allen. Did uh, was the kid from Texas? Did he go early despite he's, his he's, he's knee gone. injury? Yeah, he's gone. Um, man, is it? It's good. I mean, Donovan Edwards, Bucky Irving, uh, Henderson. And then, man, they've got some, there's some good backs available. The thing about Irving is, is he an every down guy? 5'10, 195. Yeah, Donovan Edwards is too small. Um, it's Connor Wall, though. Yeah, but I, I don't know if you're picking this to be a compliment to Connor, it's more looking at his successor. This Braylon kid's pretty Allen. good. Braylon Allen, kid out of the Big Ten. I mean, the, the two kids out of the Big Ten between Henderson and Allen, I almost want to go with Trayvon Henderson. Just continue the trend of Ohio State studs. This weight concerns me too. I like I don't love that. Um, I love it like at the NFL level if you've added weight, but at the college level, typically if you're heavy in college, you're gonna be heavier in the NFL. Uh so if, if you had Henry, your pick between Edwards, Henderson, and Braylon Allen, where where are we going with that? Oh man. Agent forty seven is saying Trayvon Henderson. He's missed some time. Christopher uh, thinks we're reaching. Not- He's not going to be asked to be the guy right away. Brian saying Allen. Uh, Cardinal Charles saying Bucky Irving. Look how Bucky young Irving. Braylon Allen is too. Not no love for the Notre Dame running back. He he's had a good year. He's a big guy. There is one. Yeah, uh, we had somebody that. jump in for dirty. for Audric. Who's saying that? He's a big dude. He's almost six foot. Two twenty seven. Look what guy just destroyed Stanford. I mean, catch the football a little bit. I mean, it's just, it's your preference. Like, and what we saw last year. Blake is saying Allen all day. Richard's right. saying Allen. Seems I'll, like I'll, Braylon. We'll, we'll play it. We'll play the tra- chat here. We'll probably get knocked on it for the grade or here. We'll be. I really don't care about the grade. I, I love this draft. Okay. We'll go Braylon Allen. I was going to trade back and get a little dicey, but. <laughs> they have one more pick. No, they don't have a pick. So they have a lot of they have a lot of picks today. I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get low scores here, unfortunately. But I, don't I worry love about this the draft. scores. Look at the names. Look at the names on the sheet. And then let's let's break down like what what this means for the roster in twenty twenty four. So no, we got an A. Uh, <laughs> that's 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 <laughs> tough. That's tough. That's a preference though. That's a, they probably would have graded David Johnson as a third rounder as an F once upon a time. So. Yeah. This is the mock draft. Alt, any scenario in which you can get alt in a trade down, I think is almost as good as getting Marvin Harrison Jr. That's my opinion. But you get three first-round caliber players, maybe four, in the top 40 picks. Chris Jenkins, I've seen being mocked in the 20s. Sweat should be a second-round pick. And then you get two meat. This is It's another meat and potatoes draft, though. Bill. I don't think so. I think this is an electric draft. I mean, what you you're getting that, from K- Coleman on the on the outside uh, and what you get from Kalen King and then, you know, all the way down with your, your last and final third pick, third round pick, Braylon Allen, a potential starting running back. I mean, look at the amount of starters you potentially have in this hall. I think I they're mean, all starting at some point. How many is this? Is that eight picks? And you've got, yeah. you know, who's outside of the defensive lineman. And I think Jenkins is immediately a starter, you know, yeah. sweat you might wait on, but oh, after this year, I think they're both right. playing a lot. Save this. Make sure you save this. And I want to put it up on, on our Twitter account and we'll have people roast our draft. Uh, uh, no, I mean like this is a, this is a win right here because you're going to be able, if, if Marvin is plucked by the teams ahead of you, 
that if you're picking third, you're still going to be in a position to have a bidding war for Drake May. We're like, we didn't get the benefit of a bidding war quarterback last year like we thought, Bo. We yeah. thought after Houston and, and Carolina were one, two, somebody was going to come up for Anthony Richardson. It didn't happen. Now it worked right. out anyway. So it would be very fitting to say, okay, if you're picking third and Drake May's available, somebody's going to fucking trade up for Drake May. So you're going to put yourself in a position then, man, the Giants, where'd they get all those second round picks from? I mean, did they get one in the recent trade for the uh, defensive lineman? Maybe. That, um, that, that's pretty rich right there. Yeah, I love this. I love this draft. I just want to wa- I just want to look at it. Okay. Um, Coleman, like he's like the big fear now, obviously watching Quentin Johnston just fail in, in Los Angeles and just be yeah. a bust of a pick. Like, I don't think that's his future. Like he, Keon, Keon Coleman has the ability to catch the football with his hands. The, the, the one knock on him you mentioned was his health and, and he's, he's dealt. We're with just going to assume he's healthy for that. Right. Moment. It's not like a knee injury. And I know like you should obviously take head injuries very seriously, but you know, he's, is he going to play in the bowl game? And is he going to, you know, what is he going to put himself in danger of taking hits between he's going to have, you know, a, a nice little layoff to where he can get right and hopefully rid himself of, of these head injuries. Uh, I would love to watch all these players play at State Farm Stadium eventually. And who knows, maybe if you dabble on the Game Time app, you can see them either collegially or at the professional level. Game Time is the place to be for your most affordable ticketing prices for NFL events. How about some college football bowl season, NBA action? The Coyotes are red hot. Whatever you want to do, do it with our friends at Game Time. $20 off your first purchase with that code PHNX. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account. Use that code $20 off your first purchase. Hell, your ticket might only be roughly $20. We don't know. Check it out, though. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account. Redeem. $20 off. With the code PHNX, it's the only ticketing app of the venerable household, of the Brock household. We use it. Use it now. Download the app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Guaranteed. And I'm sure you can get a good deal on the Niners game coming up and the regular season finale against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, usually when I'm leaving the studio, it's nighttime, right? And I don't have to uh, be scared of, of the sun. You know, I don't have to protect my eyes. But today... We're doing the morning show. It's morning drive with with Johnny and Bo and, and Damon Dog. Uh, I got my shady rays. I'm ready to go. I'm ready yeah. to put them on my eyes and, and protect them and look cool at the same time. You should do the same. Check out what Shady Rays has going on. It's the best deal of the season. If you go to ShadyRays.com and you find more than two pairs of sunglasses, utilize that promo code PHNX, and you're going to get 50% off two or more pairs right now. Shady Rays, of course, an independent sunglasses company with a price point well below $100 per pair of sunglasses world-class product that you're going to do all your adventuring in and you're not going to worry about you know the just the wear and tear on your eyes you're going to have uh those premium polarized shades protecting them and looking cool while doing so it also has an insane protection pro uh protection plan on all the eyewear where if you break or you lose your pair they're going to replace them no questions asked shadyrays.com check out their store in north scottsdale and kirlin use that promo code phnex Either tell the uh, sales rep there and they're going to honor it, give you that 50% off two or more pairs. Find out why 250,000 people have rated it five stars online. ShadyRate.com, promo code PHNX. The diehard memberships, they're flying off the shelves this holiday season. No better time to save than right flipping now. $59.99, limited time only deal through this weekend. Become a diehard. Again, 
you become a diehard free hat and or shirt every single year. So immediately you pay the $59.99, you're picking up a free merch. Next up, 20% off the merchandise locker for the rest of the year. Next up, exclusive access to the exclusive member discord. As Bo mentioned, we're dropping content early later today, the Trevor Sikama mock draft. How about this? 20% off all PHNX events, 100% free articles GoPHNX.com, our guy Howard Balzer, Gerald Borgay on the Sun Screw Job the other night. 90% of the content is already free. You want that sweet, sweet 10%. You got to become a diehard. Again, no better time. Join our community. I, I did the math last night. I'm a, something I'm a mathematician myself. It's 16 <laughs> cents per day. Wow. You sign up to become a diehard for the rest of this year at $59.99. And it like doesn't run out at the end of December. It's year over year. So you get it from now until this time next year. Pop a screenshot. We already had some peeps do it on Twitter. Send it to Bo and I. Retweet shout-outs. We want to embrace the diehard community just like we embrace the PHNX Cardinals community. No better time than now. Get your membership. Become a diehard. Absolutely. Huge deal. Get in the Discord. Save that money. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, Bird Gang Gang. Polarized Shades equals Polar Pop equals win. Or plus Polar Pop equals win. Not um, wrong. Uh, Jessica's still waiting that traffic update. Bing, bing, boom. The uh, yeah, I-10. Put a ball on it. You're, you're down at the uh, at the mini stack. It's clearing up as you make your way to the I-17, make yourself to the North Valley. Uh, look out. We got a little fender bender. Uh, they're 19th Avenue and then I-10 as well. Uh, in K-1, we still trust Berg Gang Gang. Absolutely. Um, and then what is uh, what does our guy say here? Next game's coming for the next uh, game's Coming. Tyler uh, getting back in more shape after his injury. Yeah. Numbers will definitely go up. Yeah. That's Benjamin, thank you for from Germany. And Benjamin is one of our newest diehard members. Benjamin. Extremely thankful for him. So the offer still stands. You become a diehard. We're retweeting you. We're welcoming you to the fam uh, as best as we can because we love all our diehards out here. We love him. Uh, I even love Santana saying, Bo is so cool. Sunglass emoji. I've met him. He's okay. No, he's, <laughs> he's a cool guy. Bo Brock's a cool guy. Damon Dog's a cool guy. We're I love that fun. avatar, though. That's cool, where James Conner is, is ending P2's life uh, with a stiff arm. <laughs> I haven't heard from old Pat P on old podcast or Twitter since last week. No? Not all things covered? Where he uh, All things stiff-armed. He had a 33% uh, missed tackle rate against the Cardinals. That's shocking to see P2 not want to get, uh, get in there and get tackle the, the problem the, the biggest issue i had with that win on sunday was the fact that to both those plays the, the stiff arm from james connor that was absolved by a holding penalty and then of course the big play from rondell moore where he moss p2 uh that was also that came back on a phantom hold paid off the refs damn you p2 we know you got deep pockets uh <laughs> listen everybody do us a favor like this video Thank you for making mornings with Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable, <laughs> a true honor and a privilege. We hope to do this more. Let's do it one more time, Damon Dog. You got the sound effects? <laughs> Man, the foghorn kills me. That's so good. You guys are the best. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star. Again, content doesn't stop. Big time show tomorrow with Trevor Sikama. Bo's got a piece dropping this weekend on James Conner. We've got Baldy clips. We've got mock drafts. Whatever you want, do it here. PHNX Sports, PHNX Cardinals. Subscribe today. Become a diehard today. Can't encourage that enough. We're building this community. One diehard, one PHNX Cardinal at a time, Bo. Can't wait to see everybody in the Discord. Everybody be safe the rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you Friday.
with Trevor Sikama, as I belch into the mark. Mike, I apologize. That's <laughs> my morning radio show. radio fashion. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good one.